G'day and welcome to the Outpost Church Podcast. It has been said that to focus on prayer is like trying to focus on the windscreen when trying to drive. Prayer is just the means by which we communicate with God. It is God that we seek to focus on more than prayer. We are eager to grow in our prayer lives, but we are convicted that the best way to do that is by focusing more on the person of Jesus. And with him front and center, there are some things that are helpful for us to know, things that will grow our prayer lives. And in this series, we're hitting up three. And it also happens to be the title of a very corny, very cheesy 90s pop song, Truly, Madly, Deeply. And we hope that this frees you up to pray more as the real you meets with the real God. God bless you. Trust in worship. Wasn't that good? Well, as Lockie just said, we're continuing on our series of prayer. This is the last of three, and we kind of did it as a truly, madly, deeply. So we had truly, madly last week, and deeply tonight. Before I start, any highlights or things that come to mind from the last couple of weeks from prayer? Anything that stood out or has been significant for anyone? Awesome. Starting the day with the Lord. It's good. Anyone else? Oh, awesome. Good job, Sam. Um, so I want to put you guys to work a little bit. So looking at the idea of deep, deeply, well, I'm just shortening it to deep. Um, but, you know, it's the same word. It's the root word. Um, but, yeah, just to zoom out for a second. So we're doing this three-week series on prayer, um, and then we're going to, I believe what's coming up next is a series on hospitality, and the reason we're doing that is because here at Outpost are three core values, but Shane would like to call them core behaviors, because we we don't just want to value it, we want to, you know, embody it, we want to live that. So our three core behaviors here at Outpost are pray first, practice hospitality, and learn from scripture. So obviously there's a lot of other things we value, but we have a particular emphasis on those three things. So we're, we're wanting to like unpack each of them a bit more in depth. And so that's kind of what we're in the middle of with prayer and then moving into hospitality. So I'm going to pass out these bowls as a piece of paper in one and take one, pass it on, and there's pens. If you don't have a pen, and take one, pass it on. How handy to use these bowls. We never normally use them, so perfect. (laughs) You get to take something out when it comes around. Um, Speaking of which, tithes and offerings, um, you can give online. Um, Yeah, the paper's in the other bowl. So you just have to share. You have to pass it around. Um, So what I want you to do with your piece of paper and a pen, maybe write in small letters if you want. Well, it depends how you like to do it. It's like a little bit of a mind map. Do like the word deep in the middle 
Um, and you can do this with, by yourself, with your neighbor, whatever. Um, to just to write, what words do you associate? Like, pretend you're a thesaurus. What words would you associate with deep? Um, so, yeah, thesaurus, not necessarily the best example, but like, yeah, what, when you think of deep, what do, you, what do you think of? What other words come to mind? So if you want to write them in lists or if you want to do deep in the middle and do little lines coming out from it, whatever floats your boat. So what words, and I'll just give you like a minute and then we'll, you know, share some of our answers, but particularly those that are internal processors, it's good to have a chance to, you know, write things down first, right? You're welcome. Otherwise, the, you know, the external processors hog all the airtime, and it's not fair. You've already got one out the front. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Just the word deep. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll weave it together like, like Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> what have you got there, Beck? You've got a good list going. Can you read two of yours? Uh, one of them is Friar. Yeah, okay. Stole that from Dave. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> oh, yep. Mm, yep, nice. Emily, what have you got? Mm hmm. Mm, nice. I like it. Deep. Oh, what was her word? Dense and takes time. Sure. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> You can be a team. Oh, by the way, mum and dad, they had their 45th wedding anniversary yesterday. And the beautiful thing is that they both forgot. <laughs> it wasn't until mum's sister messaged her congratulations that she realised. Um, good effort. Well done. I, 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 I know. I believe it. Amen. <laughs> There's depth. There's depth there, isn't there? <laughs> you're sunk. I think you're sunk. Crystal, what have you got? What did you have? Ocean. Yeah, nice. Yep. Dark. Yep. Steve, anything? I had love, deep love. Uh huh. Nice. <laughs> Deep need? Deep heat. Deep heat. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought you said deep need. Okay. Does anyone got something that hasn't been mentioned already? Shout it out. Yep. Hello? Vast. Vast. Yep. Mysterious. Mysterious. Good one. Roots. Yep. Scary. No, definitely. Untouchable. Risky. Yes. Endless. Dive. Oh, so many good ones. Soul? Mm. Do you guys feel a, a sermon forming here without anything happening? You kind of get the, get, getting, getting it. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost. Um, did you have anything extra, Jacob? 
Uh, I want to go deeper. Remember that? That was a good song. Mm. Julie, did you have anything? Yeah, nice. It's good. Any anything else? Pressure. Ooh. <laughs> Picking up what you're putting down. All right. Okay. Before I get into my sermon, I'm gonna just keep us in suspense a little bit longer. Keep us, you know, ruminating on deep and what it might have to do with our prayers. And we're gonna watch this little clip. G'day, podcasters. Um, just interrupting to let you know that we've put a link in the description for the clip Christy's showing here. We weren't able to show it because of copyright reasons, but it's about the riches found in the deep. So enjoy the clip and back to Christy's sermon. This is a saying, there's more gold in the Straits of Gibraltar than in the, in the Bank of Spain or where, whatever country it was. That, anyway. A lot, of, a lot of treasure down there. And there's another portion of this that said there's, they reckon there's maybe estimating 3 million shipwrecks across the globe. And the, this documentary is called like um, how this is sparking a new gold rush. Um, as, peop- as the technology has advanced that it's you know, able to recover these things now. Like, and so this, this whole documentary, a bit about the, the treasure hunters versus government and cultural watchdogs and yeah it's it's quite interesting if you want the link I'll send it to you but um yeah I just I thought this was a fun um and helpful imagery for us as we contemplate (coughs) deeply and thinking about going deep in our prayer and yeah I guess I want to get us to do another one other little activity if you still got your piece of paper and your pen uh, maybe on the other side and with your buddy or on your own or whatever to what are there any verses from Scripture that come to mind to do with deep or even treasure? Um, either of those themes. If, if there's a verse that comes up, you can use your phones. If you don't know this already, if you can kind of half remember a verse and you start typing into Google, you can pretty much, pretty much take you there. It's very, very handy. I, I did that a lot in preparation for this. What's that? What's on the other side? Oh, you, you got a scripture? Go. <laughs> You're one step ahead. All right. Has anyone got a passage? Rob's got one. Yeah, Rob? I'll read it. I'll hold this to you. I'll read the verse before and following. It says, Oh my God, my soul despairs within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and the peaks of Hermon, even the, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and waves have rolled over me. The Lord decrees his loving devotion by day, and at night his song is with me as a prayer to the God of my life. Beautiful. And did anyone else have that one? Yeah. Psalm 42, classic. Any other, any other verses? What have you got, Willem? Um, I reckon Psalm 43. Oh, yeah? yeah so, like, uh, are you talking about in Psalm 23? Where the feast yeah. before you? Yeah. That's good. And like the, yeah, 
that we are his treasure that he chases after as well and those others any other any other verses oh yeah how high how how deep the love of god good one yeah what did you have jess what does that say Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one when you pass through the deep waters i will be with you and through the fire genesis 1 oh Mm. Good one. <laughs> what have you got, Emily? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. How unsearchable the depths. Ooh, what verse was that? Romans 11. Good one. Love it. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one too. Guys, you got, you got more than I've got down here. Well done. Gold star. Nope. Mm. Good one. Great work, team. Um, I think the ocean, it's a really great metaphor. And when we think of, like, our relationship with God and communing with God, or talking about prayer, I think in terms of our connection and relationship with God, the ocean's such a good metaphor because, at least for us, where we live here, the ocean's so accessible, right? We can all get to it. We can all swim in it. Like, it's not hard to get to. It's not, you don't need special equipment. You don't need money. You just go to the beach and enjoy it, right? And I think in a similar way, like, what God's made available to us, like, in salvation and to, in relationship, um, you know, it says in uh, Psalm, uh, sorry, Romans 10, if you want to look at it, you're welcome to. Romans 10, verse 6 to 10. Um, yeah, it says, But faith's way of getting right with God says, Don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say, who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again? In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. Um, This idea that, no, we don't have to climb the highest mountain or go to the deepest oceans to connect with God. Like, he is here. He's ready. He's waiting. He's ever-present. You know, he's not hard to access. So in talking about the depths or the deep, I don't want to, like, I want us to remember there is, like, such ready access. And, you know, we can draw near to God so quickly and so readily. Um, He's not hard to get to. Um, But at the same time, I think there's kind of this mystery or this sort of thing that we hold in tension of, like, this idea that there's, there's more to discover. And for those that really want more, 
there's more to discover. That God doesn't kind of throw every, all of his treasures just out there. It's like he wants us and invites us into a journey and to a quest and to explore him. And yeah, so he's, he makes himself available, but also there's a sense of, there's a challenge or there's a mystery or there's an invitation for us as well. Like it says in Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21, like how high, how wide, how deep is God's love? Like it's beyond knowing, it's beyond discovery, yet we're invited in to discover and to know more of it. So for those of us that have that, you know, if we have that hunger or that desire to know more of God, to discover him, to find more of the treasures that, like Emily read out about the, the insurmountable, was it insurmountable, unsearchable, whatever the word was, like it's this limitless thing. Like think how excited these treasure hunters are getting at the thought of, oh, this treasure that's available, like it's so tantalizing. But like what, it's an effort, right, to get you see more in the documentary. Like it's not an easy thing to go and collect stuff off the bottom of the seafloor and um, – it's risky, it's time-consuming, it's expensive, it's, yeah, it's dangerous, yet they're willing to do it because the payoff, right? The And even the potential payoff, it's like they don't even know for sure, but just the, the chance that they might score big, you know, it's worth it to them. And, you know, that should challenge us because what's, you know, we're hearing in the word and we know to be true, you know, who God is and what he has for us is greater treasure, than gold you know and there's other verses that reference this like um where is it um i've got it here proverbs 2 quickly flip to proverbs 2 if you can proverbs 2 i think it's verse 6 or a bit bit before that no, here we go. We'll start. We'll just start. We'll start from verse one. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Now, throughout Proverbs and, and in the Word, there's that exhortation to like pursue wisdom and seek wisdom. And we know like wisdom is... Like, it points to Jesus. Like, wis Jesus is wisdom personified. Truth is, Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth, the life. So when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about searching for wisdom. We're talking about searching for Jesus to find out in him are all those treasures. In him. It's not just like finding out facts and information and collecting it. No, it's in Jesus we find true wisdom. And wisdom is, yeah, it's not separate to relationship it's in that sense of connection with him that we discover wisdom because wisdom's all about application it's not just about the idea of what's right or wrong it's like 
putting that into practice. And that's all about how we relate to one another and what it looks like in reality. And as we seek after him, that's what we find. And this is a treasure worth giving our lives for. You know, if we think this is true treasure, like that's the fake thing, like real gold and silver, that's like a counterfeit of the true riches and treasure. That's a picture of the greater reality that we all have access to. And, you know, I think it can help us to think of it in that way and, and to imagine ourselves as explorers and as um, people on a quest, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, oh, it would have been pretty exciting to live in the world a few hundred years ago when there was still so much of the world that hadn't even been explored. You know, like how cool to be exploring new lands and discovering places and, oh, look, here's a gold mine, here's this, here's, you know, like to, to chart out new territory. But, like, the truth is, like, there's uncharted territory for us to discover in God that other people, wisdom and intimacy with him that maybe certainly we maybe haven't discovered, but others maybe don't know. There's wisdom to find in him, treasure to be found, and for us to have a sense of adventure and excitement because, you know, God has more for us. He's readily accessible. We can meet with him. We can counter him, but it's up to us how deep we want to go in that. Like, you know, how much do we want to venture venture in? Do we want to just stay in the shallows? This is where the analogy breaks down because in reality, I don't want to venture out of the shallows. <laughs> like, I'm quite happy to not go in the deep. <laughs> But if you just imagine you're like a brave, courageous explorer, you'd never be like Moana. You'd never be satisfied with just playing in the shallows. So just put that on. Um, there's no sharks, no. Um, it's, but it's worth it. Whatever you're looking for, it's worth it. And, and it is like, I like those things like the pressure or the risk or, you know, there is a sense, I think, when we want to really devote ourselves to Christ and really make him the focus of our lives like there's a sense of danger in that or risk in that or loss sacrifice that can come with that challenge to that are we willing to give up other things to pursue him first like those treasure hunters they're willing to sacrifice who knows what they've sacrificed to pursue that life um are, the thing, are we thinking, oh, we can have a bit of everything, or we want, no, I want to go on this discovery, to go on this journey, I need to let go of some other things in order to, you know, have less baggage so I can get, have more time with God, or get out deeper with God. Um, and in, in terms of, you know, trying to reflect on what does it actually look like to go deep? What does it mean to go deep with God, or deep in prayer? And in reflecting on this, I think there really is two key elements, and I've kind of already touched on that. The intimacy, the sense of drawing near to God. And I think that often has, in a practical sense, I think it's hard to escape just that thing of drawing away from life and going somewhere solitary by yourself, you know, the prayer closet, the hidden place, the secret place, where it's just you and God away from the world, there's something about that, drawing into that space, that I think really is key to develop an intimacy with him and a depth in our relationship that, you know, if we don't do that, we can still have, we still have a relationship with him. We still can commune with him anytime where we are, but it's like, 
do we want it to go deeper? Do we want that friendship to be more intimate? Do, you know what I mean? Like, we know in our earthly relationships, the more time you devote to certain relationships, the stronger they get. Um, and, you know, more one-on-one -on -one time you spend with a person, the deeper you go in your connection and relation. And the same is true with God. So if we want to develop that, we need to find and make time for him and... At this point, I don't know if it's been mentioned the last couple of weeks from Shane, but I do want to commend Scotty and Beth because I don't know if everyone knows, but they, did Shane mention it in the last week? I don't know. But they've, they've made a prayer closet in their home. So like literally emptied out one closet of all their storage, which that's a sacrifice. We know storage is important and cleared it out. Beth's painted in there, decorated it, made it all pretty, put a chair in. It's like a little closet. They go and shut the door, just room for one. And they've dedicated a little space in their house. Yes. Really? Scotty and Beth. No, their closet. <laughs> Just do your own. Don't try and do it in someone else's home. <laughs> um, and we were kind of joking about it as like a space tithe. Like, you know, we tithe our money and we give. But to actually devote a space in your home to that like how awesome is that and what a statement that makes and um what a in inspiration that is for the rest of us and it inspired me I've been like seeking it. yes mum yeah okay there we go there's a challenge yeah a whole room yeah yeah and you know it's again it's it's not obviously something, there's not a legalism about it. It's not something we have to do. But it's like, what is it, what is it, what statement that makes about the value we place on our connection with God and our time with him when we start doing things like that? Like setting aside time, but also setting aside a space. And perhaps you don't have your own home or you don't have a space, but, you know, we can be creative and find, find a place out in nature that you go to or you know, climb into your closet, I don't know, what, whatever, whatever works, talk to God about it, because I'm sure he can help with that, but like, time in that alone space, I think, develops intimacy with him, and if you need help and ideas in that, because I think it's hard for a lot of us to just, what do I do, and just being with God, we've got these great, we've we used them a fair bit at church, but the the how to unhurry, like, exercises, it's about silence and solitude, so if you want some, like, practical ideas of how to do that we can help you um, but the other thing that I think creates depth in our relationship with God is going through hard times and holding on to him in those hard times and so if you think of the intimacy of God is like going down into the ocean floor and looking for treasure in the quiet of underneath the the hard times is like on top of the waves, in the boat, in the storms, being thrown around and tossed and turned and holding on to him. And I think it's like the tree, you know, in Psalm 1 it talks about that tree, the righteous being like the tree where the roots go down into the soil. I think as we hold on to him in, our, in hard times and hold on to the truth of the things he said and we keep trusting him, we keep loving him, even when we're confused, even when we're doubting, we keep holding on. There's something that happens in those seasons that is like our roots go down. As we remain faithful to him as he's faithful to us, there's a depth that comes and a growth that comes 
through those seasons. And I think we all, you know, we see that in the people around us as, you know, we go through hard times, we have that choice. Do I keep holding on him? Do I keep trusting? Do I keep praising him? Or do I let go? And when we hold on, a depth, a connection. And it is part, it's the intimacy as well. It's still that intimacy of, you know, trusting him. But sometimes we don't feel that sort of intimacy in that same way of just like white knuckle holding on. But, you know, it, it, it grows something in us. So I guess today, you know, it's less of a sermon and more of, I guess, I just an exhortation and an encouragement and inspiration to remind us that, you know, there's more available for us and there's an invitation. It's optional. You know, we get to determine how deep we walk with him, how close we walk with him, how many treasures do we find in him. But the beautiful thing is too, those treasures, like, they don't just benefit us. When we have that depth with him, when we have that time with him, we have we we have treasures to share with everyone around us and it's a blessing to everyone in our world when we cultivate an intimate, personal, close relationship with him. Um, and, you know, to believe. You know, I think sometimes we just need a refreshment and a reminder, like everything that I've known and experienced so far in my faith is not all that there is. There is something more. And because sometimes like, we can get a little dry or a little weary or a little like same old, same old. I know what will happen next. I know what this looks like. I know what church will be like. I know, what, you know nothing new or fresh will happen. But to kind of shake that off and be reminded again, no, like that's a spirit of unbelief. If we adopt that way of thinking, it's like he is unsearchable. He is limitless. There are no limits to the depths of his love and he's inviting us to search and explore who he is and his faithfulness. And yeah, we can do this through reading and meditating the word. We can do this through time alone with him. There's so many different ways we can do it. It's, you know, there is variety, I guess, and what that looks like. And it's hard to prescribe because it is a personal walk with him, but... You know, it says in Hebrews eleven six, anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Like he actually does reward us. And we sometimes want to shy away from that idea of reward and whatnot, but it's there in scripture and you know, a reward is an incentive, you know, like sometimes we need an incentive. There's more to discover. James four it says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. And he has come near. He's done all the hard work, all the heavy lifting. He's cleared the path for us. But he then, you know, allows space for us to venture out and go, no, I want to come to you. I want to explore, explore and find out more. It's not, you know, there's a fun in that. There's adventure in that. And I think I'll end with this verse. But I love this, Proverbs 25.2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search it out is the glory of kings. You know, we are kings. We are sons of God. We are, prince, you know, sons and daughters of God. We are royalty in that sense. And he's got these treasures for us hidden that he's inviting us to search them out. Who wants to find treasures? Hey, come on. It would be nice. No, no dishes, though. No, <laughs> not porcelain. Better things up for grabs than porcelain.
Um, yeah, so I guess I, I want to I wanna leave us on that challenge and, and in, encourage us to press in. And that's, you know, we were in a bit of a theme or a little focus as a church about pressing into the Holy Spirit. So this is really in step with that. Um, and t- it's okay to take small steps. Like, I find it really difficult. I'm not, I find it really hard to go away by myself. And I don't naturally get a lot of time by myself. And I'm not very good at getting up early. I constantly try to work on becoming an early, per- early morning person. Constantly fail. But I'm going to keep trying. Because uh, mornings are special. But, yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good. God can work in us through our dreams as well. Um, but I've been, you know, working on just that consistent, because it's for me, I struggle with that consistency. But consistent, you know, even if it's 10 minutes, I'm going to set the timer outside of the closet, sit in the room and just take 10. And that's short, I know. But at the same time, if it's every day, and then there's some days you might have more time, but it's like, no. Or look, I don't have it hardly, but I'm going to take five minutes. It's just that thing of building into our lives a consistent habit and focus to go you know you are a daily bread God like we actually need you and if we're not setting aside time to be with him we're saying I can do this without you God and that's not we can't we can't we can't do it very well without him and we don't need to just be surviving we can thrive and he has treasures for us but he also he has our daily bread he has Everything we need for life and godliness is in him. And, you know, he's so generous and kind and he fills us up and equips us in lots of ways. But there's something special about drawing away with him. And we don't want to miss out on those deeper hidden things that he has for us individually. And then corporately, we can share that with one another. So let me close in prayer and we'll continue to worship him. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your love is so vast and uh, incredible and that you have invited us into the depths with you to explore, to find these treasures that you have hidden, um, the glories of your love and the wisdom in Jesus. Um, Lord, I pray that you would spark in each of our hearts this hunger for you, that we wouldn't be satisfied with the things we've known and experience but that we would continue to walk walk with you that we'd be faithful with you in the hard times that we'd hold on to you in those hard times and we'd walk um daily in intimacy with you and 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 going deeper that you would help us teach us how to pray lord like your disciples asked teach us how to pull away into a quiet place show us what will work for for us in our own setting in our own lives lord show us the next step to take Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are so kind and patient and you're a good teacher and a good counselor and that you are our guide. You are our ever-present help through this journey. It's not all up to us. So we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to lead us, um, and to help us to cultivate that hunger and passion for you, that we'd put aside other things, that we'd be willing to sacrifice lesser things, that we could have the greatest thing. And that's you. Amen.